here we are and welcome to another episode of the friday night movie podcast and today we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects well i mean in general i would say anything that involves snacks and tv <laughs> is one of my favorite subjects so it doesn't really have to be this today's actual topic but today we're going to talk about after school shows and after school snacks, which I feel like is something that everyone can identify with of all ages. Like mom can talk about watching Rin Tin Tin and uh, yeah, exactly. Rin Tin Tin, as she called it. Um, or, and dad, what did dad watch? Did it, dad watched. Dad watched a concrete hit, wall. Yeah, that's <laughs> according to dad. All he had were cufflinks instead of action figures and a, and a concrete wall. That's true. And a no, brick he wall. was stuck and, in front of the TV all the time with a bag yeah, of pretzels. I, I, I know. I'm not sure what he watched. Jeopardy? He's so smart. There wasn't wasn't Jeopardy in 1960. (laughs) I don't think so. He was. He's so smart. He probably did watch Jeopardy. That's why he's so smart. But they had one channel then. Maybe they had two. I don't know. I think it was one channel and whatever was on the. Yeah, but on one hand, on the other hand, the way Dad would describe his youth, you wouldn't realize until you like dig a little bit how much TV he watched, right? Because right, because everyone, if you meet mom. You know, mom watches a lot of TV. You just assume it all comes from mom. And her dad, younger brother literally just sings commercial jingles <laughs> from his childhood <laughs> as like children's lullabies. Oh so, my god! Their household singing the children's lullaby. Uh, the the T- commercials. The commercials is the best. But but dad, you think like when dad describes one version of his childhood, you think like it's just stickball and concrete and getting hit in the head with an balls, ashtray or something. Handball, yeah. We just watched the ashtray burn, like that kind of a thing. <laughs> but I guess he did watch a lot of TV. Um, but we're going to talk about after school snacks. But before we get into that, Lily, how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm the having an emotional. Hold on. Hold on one second. Let me let me pause for a second. Your household is a hot mess today. Or maybe just let him outside. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Things are out of control here today. Is Allie just like you're on your own? No, Allie, Allie has somewhere to be. Allie's already, where, or she's leaving soon, so. Okay. She's already run half a marathon, had six almonds, and is so last night, I, okay, ready so to on the, on the bake a holla. On the Allie having almonds last night. Um, she had seven almonds. Oh, my God. Is she going to be dinner. Okay? For dinner. <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> Dessert was one Cheerio. <laughs> no a rice cake she loves her rice cake no desserts. no she, she'll eat a real dessert she'll like she'll eat a bowl of cereal in the middle of the night but last night she definitely <laughs> like you're making fun of specifically that last night she definitely had almonds although i ate cereal for dinner so anyways okay so before we talk about after school shows and snacks and i've got everyone excited about today's topic oh, okay. i want to ask lily how are you doing i have i'm Hold surviving my emotional hangover from right everybody's gone give you whiplash except for mom and dad and i unpacked becky's apartment and uh, what was left and then unpacked it at my house and then so everybody leaves and then you're just left with the remnants yes essentially yes amazing and her apartment was so beautiful so i I said goodbye to it i would have just i would have I would have never walked in again. I would have said, whoever comes next gets what's keep, ever left in the keep house. Keep the plates. 
once once Becky was exactly the truth is when I went back after like I went so many times before she arrived it was so fun it was like setting up a dollhouse for your dolls it was really fun and then when she left I was like this isn't fun anymore (laughs) (laughs) boo I'm and sad. then in like, it was amazing. I don't know if I could ever go back to visit you if I'm not in that it, specific apartment. Seriously. Because. I don't know how we're going to one up that, but I got Becky internet. And so I have two really quick stories. I got Becky internet. Um, so that the she could have internet, internet. Only internet. The, the best, best internet, internet in Europe, in, Ireland. in yeah. Europe, in Europe, but somehow my cell phone got attached to that account. So I nearly canceled my entire cell phone, lost my number, everything when I canceled that plan. Lily, I know we but have I saved about myself whether or not your husband knows English, but do you know Spanish? No, dude, like no telephone company in any country is legit. Those no, guys are true. like that's mafioso true. casino. They're, they're like, like, oh, you want to downgrade your service? Well, you have to provide six proofs of citizenship. Right. And, and they're like, oh, you want yeah. another line? We're going to give you six cell phone numbers or something that you now like have charged to your line. It was insane. Anyways. Then the other thing is I realized my car can do a feature where it will read your text messages to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't know that was possible. So So I was reading them to you? So I was driving um, my kids for about an hour yesterday alone in the car with my kids and kept popping up text messages. And I was like, oh, I'll push play. And it was our family chat. (laughs) And it was you leaving Nashville to go back to DC. And it was literally like, Gonna get on the plane. Love you guys. Becky Corman. Love you guys so much. Mom Cell. Love you. Safe travels. Somebody else like Vlad Cooperman. Love you guys. You're the best. Allie. Love you so much. And I was like, oh my God, this family. (laughs) This is ridiculous. I was like, we love you. Shut up, guys. Stop. But I couldn't get the messages to stop. I was like just reading a stream. You're like, which you know, when was, you read it out loud, we are does, so annoying. It's You know, it was when I read it on the text, it's so sweet. But it was just like this weird, like robot voice. Shy Corman. Love you guys. And then Becky Corman. Love you guys so much. And I was just like, stop, stop, stop. It was very funny though. Our family. That's amazing. The robots and the robots are taunting you with yes, everyone. I being love you. I was like, I miss everybody. Stop reading these messages. <laughs> well, that's why we have to be polite to the robots because when they yes. rise up, the one exactly. they'll remember who was mean to them. Mm-hmm. Beck, you got For anything? Sure. Yeah, Vlad and I. I listen. We're we're really happy to be back. Kids are. Th- you know, so happy to be back. Your kids have upgraded. It's amazing. Yeah. But I would say Vlad and I needed to do a little retail therapy this week. Okay. We have not owned a new TV and I calculated 15 years. Yeah. Which is is weird. We just like pulled the trigger yesterday and we bought ourselves a massive television uh, so big that we had to go and buy a new piece of living room furniture that it could sit on. It's a 65 you know inch television, right which is size. big. It's not the biggest. I've just that is not the biggest. You didn't go crazy. I don't want people to think that you like well, bought a drive-in theater. An 80 something. No, 80 is too big. That's too big. For the one that you we need an, Those were the two choices. And we How like, big is your house that you need right. an 80 inch screen right. TV? And we're like, I guess we'll just have to get the 65. And it, but, but, but your TV before was like 42. 65 is going to seem 
fucking huge. People don't realize though is that our house is very small and the living room is very small. So it it's a 65 inch television, but in that space on a 32 inch wall. It's, <laughs> it's like a very you have to walk around the TV. It's like the, sticking out. So wait, so we're really excited. And we decide, we're like, put the kids to bed. We got to test out this new. Oh, you already have it. Take it for a spin. Yeah, we we went and bought it. Went to Best Buy, bought it yesterday. And we're like, what's like a big blockbuster movie we can put on? I bet Becky watched Avatar. No, no, it's be something new. So Vlad chose the latest Jurassic Park oh. Dominion. I'm that's, sorry. I That guy that's is not so without my dinosaur. judgy about right? so many movies. Okay, so wait a second. I now, now, hold on. This is a movie. This is a movie where a dinosaur, a murdery, violent animal, asks a man to save its baby. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's not even my problem with it. <laughs> That's um, so we saw the first one. Actually, when we were on our honeymoon, we never saw the second one. Now we're there's a second the one? one. Yeah, there's a second one. Now we're oh, in this series, in Jurassic Isn't World. Isn't this series. the second one in the series? No, this is the third one. Oh, this is the third one. It doesn't matter what the second one was about. Nothing will explain what is going on in the movie. <laughs> Clearly, they're independent there is not of each other. Plot in the second one to make anything make sense. What the second one? The only thing you need to know about the second one is that the dinosaurs arrive in America right now for the second time. The dinosaurs are everywhere, and there's like a clone kid, and that's the only two things. There's a clone child. There's like a clone child. Now we're cloning humans. Yeah. Now there's a clone. Does it have dinosaur powers? We're gonna find out because she's a hot commodity. Oh, we only stayed awake for the first hour. Oh, two and a half hour movie. We started Rock of Ages with our kids yesterday, and that was that appropriate. You know, nah, borderline not. I, people don't realize that Shy Seeing Rock of Ages was the precursor to this podcast because he and I once went on a 45 minute walk and he talked for 45 minutes, giving me an in depth analysis of that movie. Oh, I love that movie. But, you know, yeah, that um, it's, you know, it's, it's not, uh, I would say like it, for the most part, it's a pretty PG movie. The like inappropriateness are like, frankly, just like there's a lot of, sexy dancing in certain scenes and there was definitely moments where like we and the kids were all cringing but even the like sexy dancing scenes are have a, are played for a little bit of comedy so it's hard to argue that it's like really inappropriate was, was that a broadway it's, unless, show unless you're in and was it yeah it was a broadway show unless you're in the the footloose town and you like like sexy dancing bothers you? <laughs> like I think people, I think which is I think, how I describe your household, Shay. <laughs> like at, at one point, at one point we were very, at one point we were very scandalized as a group. But I'm also like, guys, there's just some sexy dancing going on. Like everybody relax, and it's played for comedy because it's a fun. They're funny scenes. Tom Cruise is very funny in it. Now our kids get Tom Cruise now, which I think if we hadn't seen Maverick first and we were explained to them that this guy playing this over the top, like rock star is, you know, kind of playing on his actual public identity that, you know, I wish Tom Cruise did more comedy. He's, he's very funny in this movie because his whole thing is he plays this like very, like it's like a straight man character that is, obviously ridiculous and so so um but yes it was a broadway show now i have to tell you the the movie is pretty pg-13 like this is a clear situation where they bought the play and adam shankman who i thought did a great job he did hairspray also had no intention as far as i can tell and having watched the interviews about it because i've gone deep on this movie 
like they could not remake the play into the movie. The play has some very dark, like it's played for comedy, but it's some very dark themes that you couldn't make a like a movie that would cost as much as that play, uh, like to make because of the song licensing and the actors. Like they'd have to make it like very R rated because there's like there's some terrible like terrible things that the characters do. The Tom Cruise character in the play is the bad guy all the way to the end. Like he, there's no redemption for him. Whereas in the movie, there's redemption for that character. And my kids were watching it and they actually asked, they said, is he going to get like, you know, better at the end? You know, we think he should get better at the end. So I think there's like this distinctive thing that you're watching it as a movie and you need a little bit more of a Hollywood mm-hmm. ending to this musical because the actual ending of the play is appropriate for the play, but kind of depressing. Um so so anyways we started watching that but we we got to the halfway mark the kids are really into it we'll finish watching it this morning at some point um but now let's turn to our subject of the day our subject of the day is after school shows and and um snacks and i just want to start with after school rituals let's just start there because i think everyone had their after school ritual we were talking about this at work the other day that's what inspired this so if any of my colleagues are listening which again highly doubted every time we mention someone (laughs) we're like no they don't listen to the podcast either um but for me i had two big rituals i won't get into the exact shows but i would come home i definitely not do homework like there were kids who had to do their homework before when they came home in fact hours in school how could you possibly do homework that's we true. were encouraged to go outside i remember coming home changing out of my uniform and going outside you were encouraged uh, to go on i don't remember I that we watching oprah and i'd come home and i would get the circular yellow costco or club prix as it was called club prix club price as mom called it uh nachos they were they weren't these weren't tostitos these weren't organic these are very off-brand these are like old-fashioned sawdust corn chips and i would make like a five-layer nacho chowder with cheese that i shredded myself in the you know with the cheese grater and uh, get like a jug of orange juice. It was probably orange, orange juice. juice I added that to the list. That wasn't on the. Or, or, <laughs> it was juice. from concentrate. It was from concentrate. Now, well, just to describe concentrate for people. Concentrate, what is concentrate? Is that not a, th- a thing everywhere? Uh, it's a sil. No, no. Everyone seems to remember it from our age group. Because I brought it up recently because I started thinking about it a lot recently. Concentrate is a cylinder of frozen juice, but it's it's the size it's of like, like a, like a Coke can. can. It's yeah. a can and they Pillsbury. Yeah. <laughs> you pull the top off, you drop the like frozen log into a pitcher, pitcher. and then you yeah. pour hot water or regular water over it and then just like stir it or shake it or something. But and then was there no Tropicana when we were kids? Mom, no, mom and dad did not let us get Tropicana. They were like Tropicana. unacceptable. Rich people have Tropicana. You can have, <laughs> you can have, <laughs> Trop- you can have. Tropicana in Upper Upper West Mount, or once a year, the Agans would break it out for breakfast. Yeah, breakfast. Right. And Carmela would actually, Carmela did the coolest thing. She used to take the little like stir, uh, electric stir, and she'd put it in and it would foam up the Tropicana. And it was it, like, looks so fancy. Extra fancy. It was amazing. I, I remember her amazing. sticking the like, it's not like an egg beater, it was like a mixer. And she'd like jam it in. Then you'd have like extra, but those are, those are the times we were allowed to have it. Um, no, Minute Made Concentrate. Minute Made so Concentrate. I remember one time a, a can of that like rolled into the back of the, our minivan <laughs> and <laughs> was in there for months and the van smelled so bad. 
<laughs> and it was spoiled orange there juice. So and if, many things if, that's spilled in the van. <laughs> if an orange goes bad in my fridge, I have like a massive flashback. No, no, no. Like, an orange that goes smell, bad. I once that left smell one. Smell is so you, brutal. Remember those denim bags that you would get from or canvas bags you'd get from Schrader's that was like the cool kids school bag. It was like the most unconvenient. It just had one flap at the top and then these yes, little yeah. pockets that you couldn't put in anything in. Well, I left two oranges in there at the beginning of one of the years of high school and we just had to throw the bag out. I mean, yeah, it was, that's... it would hurt. So I'd come home, I'd make my nacho tower and then I'd lay out on the basement couch and watch TV for three hours. And the other one, like, or until dinner time, which is kind of amazing. I would be eating nacho tower just all the way through dinner. But I mean, you're, you're a teenager. You're hungry all the time. All the time. And then the other one would be da Vinci pizzas, which were these pizzas, frozen pizzas you can get in Canada, which don't exist anymore, which makes me sad because I've looked, looked them up just to see if they <laughs> try exist. to order them. <laughs> and they were like a frozen pizza crust with just a smear of tomato sauce. And then you'd open it if up. If it was then... tomato sauce. I mean, know, it was tomato sauce. The ketchup. Then... Top it yourself. It was almost like a focaccia. Okay. Question. How many times did you burn your hand taking that thing out of the oven? I think I have a permanent scar on my face. I use the toaster. I just jam it into the toaster. <laughs> How did you get the cheese? Oh, you'd put it I put the cheese on top and then I'd put bacos because we were kosher. So you'd put. Fake like bacon bits. Fake bacon bits from a salad. In. The best. So what about you all? Did you have any specific yes, rituals? Yes. I mean, I remember apple juice is a really big part of my childhood. But Lily's, I don't Lily's move was I, juicy with a toppy and warm. Like warm apple juice, which is disgusting to me now. But I've I'm loved that. I'm I mean, definitely stole chips off the, the nacho tower for sure. Um, I'm the youngest. I'm the least supervised. And by the time you were a bit older, Lily was, I guess, playing outside. I don't know. Where she was. <laughs> yeah, Lily's Lily's really like talk about some so, retcon here through the through the basement through the mudroom. <laughs> Lily's like I was out jogging. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a lot of Oprah. Playing uh, soccer baseball in the park. <laughs> so I come home through the mudroom. And uh, I knew where mom stashed all. I mean, we all knew where mom stashed all of the the bags of, of from like Costco from from Price Club, all the, the the chips and the fun snacks, like the junk food snacks that we weren't allowed to take as part of our school snacks. Those are the skiing snacks. Yeah, skiing snacks. So I, you know, I'd sneak in. I'd get two bags of Humpty Dumpty salt and vinegar mm. with anywhere from two to four orange juice boxes. I just went straight for the juice box and I would sit on the, on, in the basement and make myself a little picnic before ever revealing myself upstairs. Right. Cause the whole point was to you couldn't be seen through the snacks before anyone could see me. Now, keep in mind as an adult, I have terrible acid reflux problems. And I'm wondering if it's because I just ate vinegar and orange juice every single day. That is entirely and possible. And I just scarred my stomach while watching Oprah. Cause I'd get home, you know, at four, like right at four o'clock so that you could catch like the second half we'd end school at four and then you could get home to catch like the second half of an Oprah episode um yeah I I definitely I definitely did not watch Oprah kids talked I remember when kids started talking about Oprah but I needed I needed my shows so here here I have different phases of life 
So I'd be eating the the notch, and sometimes it would be cereal. To be clear, I would eat like an entire box of honeycomb. Where did the cheese whiz start? Because I specifically no. remember doing cheese whiz and nachos. Okay, no, no. So it was just a matter of what cheese was available. There were the the glass containers of that. Yeah, mom. Cheese whiz. Mom would have a glass container of Costco's cheese whiz, and I and that's true. And I'd take like spoonfuls and just deposit them in different parts of the nacho tower and then heat and then it up for it. sure that was just a, you know that was just an alternative option mm-hmm. sometimes you'd have the grated the grated kebun or seal test cheese those were the those are the montreal brands. i feel like i just mooched off of whatever you guys were making i that's true i don't i don't remember you I remember me being um, big on so so here here's my lineup when i was little when i was i would say like first part of elementary school uh and because we went to this Jewish day school and we got home at like late hours, it was such a drag because you'd miss some of the coolest shows because those were on right. at like three, three thirty. All the kids at public school, the Osts, like they'd be home like watching Visionaries and Thundercats, and I'd be just like scant getting home. And if I'd lucky, I'd catch like the last few minutes of He Man or the last few minutes of Transformers, then GI Joe, which I wasn't allowed to watch till I was about ten or eleven because it had guns. Mom and Dad, I guess, were ahead of their time. And then, um, and but then there were other times, like when we lived in Philly, I remember going to Gabe Rubin's house. Uh, shout out to Gabe Rubin. Um, to Gabe Rubin's house. And we watched this show there. They tried out other animated shows around the Transformers, that, that the similar type of shows. And this one was called Inhumanoids. And this was about these giant, massive mutants that lived underground. And one Never of them called this. Decompose. If he touched a person, they would mutate into like a horrific zombie. And in the show, Jesus. there was like a female scientist that was part of the team. And there was one episode where he touched her and she turned into like horrific, terrified zombie. And I couldn't watch the show again. It was like the scariest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. Um, so that was that was the early days. Then later, got a little educational. And I was really into Square One TV. Do you remember Square that, One? I do remember Square One. Is that, I guess that wasn't in the States. Is that only Canadian? No, I think Americans had it. I think Americans had it. I think an American, one of mom and dad's like American friends were visiting and the kids got us into it. Oh. I but Square One was show. wonderful because it was like a sketch comedy show, but it was also all math themed. And I right. wa- rewatched it recently uh, on YouTube. And well, I mean, my kids like hated every second of it. They're like, what is this show for old people? But when you look at the sketches that they were doing, there was like Abbott and Costello themed sketches. There were magic sketches. They had a whole bunch of music videos. Go back and watch the angle dance. I got to tell you, the angle dance would be a great. It's all about angles, obtuse angles and things like that. It would make it. There's no reading rainbow on here. Maybe good TikTok. It would make a great new wave song and they were all in different <laughs> themes and then there was another great sketch called the roman numerals of love which was a doo-wop band in ancient greece learning roman numerals I- i'll send it to you it's really lovable okay i'm sure it's not canadian i I, I mean it seems like it's canadian to be fair i'm not saying it wasn't made in i'm not saying it wasn't made in canada i'm just saying and then it had MathNet. the last 15 minutes were always an installment of the MathNet. it was like a weekly mystery show that was based on dragnet but you know again no dvr you missed that friday episode you basically never found out what happened in that mystery i mean like it might never come back the telephone tree of getting someone to take something for you. Oh my God. Yeah. You had to call someone to call something and you tape it and then you got to go to their house and get the VHS and hope and then, that they did it right. And then you have to give it back because 
someone else is going to want to watch it too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, and, and then in my, in this category, there's two that are missing. Isn't there, you didn't watch Reading Rainbow? I, I saw it once in a while, but I couldn't tell you when it was and, on. And Carmen Sandiego. I feel like I watched that a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Carmen okay. Sandiego was on After School. That was a good one. One of the best things I've learned in my recent years about Carmen Sandiego is that I have a colleague at work who was on Carmen Sandiego as a kid. As a kid? Oh, my oh. gosh. Wait, where is that episode? Oh, no. We've watched it many times <gasps> at work, and I've watched it with my kids. Amazing. Amazing. I'm glad I wrote that up. (laughs) It was amazing. I will show it to you guys. It's incredible. But that's a great show. That was, I was a little bit older. Right, which makes sense why I was a little younger. Too old for it because I definitely watched them. Yeah. Great acapella group. Rockapella. Do it rockapella was what they would say. And that was like their line. People said that for years. That was like their. Do a rockapella. It was a big, that show was a big deal. They gotta bring back that state. They gotta bring back that 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 saying. Do it rockapella. Do it rockapella. All right. Um, Here. And then in the later years, in the later years, when I was really just full into rerun sitcoms. I mean, I guess I was always into rerun sitcoms. And what's great is that if it was airing syndicated after school, it was like any of the rules about any of the rules about what. Um, was appropriate and not appropriate completely out the door, right? Like it was showing at 530, it must be okay. I wouldn't say like Cheers is 100% okay for a nine-year-old. Um, I mean, I think what happened when we watched it was that we just didn't get the jokes a lot I of mean, the time. Yes, but I watched Night Court, which it, it does, like it. it is both wonderful and like does not hold up. I'm very interested to find out the new Night Court that's coming out where Melissa oh, is Rauch an, is going to play. There's yeah, a new Night Court? Yeah, with John Larroquette and then Melissa Rauch, who was in Oh, um, my Bronze. gosh. Yeah. Um, uh, um, and she was in The Big Bang Theory, but I'm okay. not going to watch that show. Um, but she's really talented. So she's going to play Harry Stone's daughter, who's a drudge or something like that. But the amount of character, like, jokes in Night Court about Dan Fielding, like having sex with stewardesses and prostitutes was <laughs> a lot for 10 and 11 year olds, like a lot for Just 10 assume most of it went olds. over your head, except that I obviously remembered, like I didn't, I just, it, it just, it was, you're right. It was abstract, but so night court was my big, big, big one. And I know it was for Howie as well. And you could catch night court on channel 11 and then, you'd catch it at 5.30 on channel 03. And the reason why I say 03 is that in order to get to channel 3, you had to type 03. There was no, like, 3 in the enter button. It was just an old-timey TV. And then I was telling my kids that night court, by that point, the snacks were usually over, and I was up in the den. And in the den, we had this very small den with a small TV. And Because we couldn't eat upstairs. So if you wanted to have your snack in your show, you had to go downstairs. Yeah, that's true. Or or roast marshmallows in the fireplace. Those are our options. But but the best is like how then you switched upstairs because everybody always preferred to watch TV upstairs. Yeah, in the cozier room with the tiny TV. It was just great. But I could lay on the floor with a pillow under my head, and then I just changed the channels on my toes on the TV. So that well, was mine. I'm so old timey. Yeah. Well, and Becky then, and I can add to yours and say that for sure, um, may it rest in peace. We watched the Cosby show. That's uh yeah, it did have a reruns. A lot. It we, did have Becky, Becky and I, nap. I that was Becky's nap after school. Five to six or whenever it was on, there was an hour of two back-to-back episodes. I didn't actually Becky watch it, but I would pass always out. curl up on the couch upstairs and take a nap. 
That's true. And that was one of those shows where, and there are many shows like this where if you've got one of the like spot seasons, mm-hmm. but then if you've got like a cousin Cam season, and I'm not knocking the actor. I'm not knocking the actor. Uh, you cut um, out. You fully cut out. Oh. No, you're you're. No, I I can see our levels. Anyways, I couldn't hear. I'm not knocking the actor, but they're just like a lot of a lot of those sitcoms. Really, like we are very lucky. We live in a time where a lot of shows are good until the end, because it has to do with the whole like constant feedback from fans. But in Mm. those days, they just kept the right. Could you imagine if you got home and you're watching Happy Days and you got one of the episodes when Richie was no longer on the show? Right, exactly. Exactly. So I only associate watching Happy Days with being at Nana and Papa's house. No, really? I only ever remember seeing that. I think you're just transposing Happy Days into their house because their house was that era. I never, I don't have a single memory of watching that show in Montreal. And the only show I think that was ever on at Nana and Papa's was Happy Days in Jeopardy. That was it. I love Happy Days so much. Um, Any other shows that you all watched? After school, it my my big one was. I guess you had to watch what I watched. I watched, yeah, watched I mean, and then by the time you left, Cosby I was show was Oprah one that we watched. I was falling asleep Oprah. on the couch after school. Okay, yeah. Oprah was well, definitely a thing. Now, now that we've, and, and I can't wait to hear, especially all of our friends that we grew up with, they're gonna. I want to hear people's messages of what they watched and what snacks they ate. Oh, and also probably some dad's cookies when mom and, but those oh, are more like school God. snacks. Like those you got are, to take those to yeah. school. Um, We'd sneak in and grab them from the big box. They'd like yeah. shuffle down and you could take one. When you realize you have that agency as a kid, right? Like there's this period where you would never touch it. And then you get old enough to realize, wait a minute, like I can take these cookies. No one's going to notice. Right. No one's gonna, you, it's not that you have permission, day. but you realize how chaotic the household actually is. And you're like, no one's watching these cookies. <laughs> exactly. No one's paying attention. Um, Mom will claim that she knew exactly what we were taking. No. I don't know. No, that's no. a She's just right there. The, she's just keeping the mystery alive. Okay. So let's talk about now you're going to put on your sommelier hats. Oh, okay. I don't have a name for this segment other than it's pairing, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to name a few that were on at that time either after school or near the time after school and how this that, but, is such a great category this is so and, great <laughs> and i would love to know what you would pair what snacks you would pair these with so a big thing when we were kids which i dipped into but i was a little bit too old for was the disney afternoon and the anchor of the disney afternoon the most important show in the disney afternoon was ducktales for sure oh, the best. yeah Ducktales, like Tailspin grew out of Ducktales. Launchpad was in. Um, I loved both of those shows. Was, was also in uh, a Darkwing Duck. Which, Darkwing Duck. Anyways, Darkwing. Oh, so, you know what? I I watched a ton of Chippendale. Okay, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. The Rescue Rangers. They've seen like every episode of that. So, what would you pair? Mm, milk and cereal. Milk and cereal. Which cereal? Probably Crispix. Crispix. Okay, that's it. With DuckTales? That's less sugary than I would well, expect for I a DuckTales pair. Do you think I could get my hands? The, it, what did we have at the time? You know what? You know what we probably had at the time, which I know we had at the time? The Cookie Crisp or Captain Crunch? We had Captain Crunch at the time? You know, we had Captain Crunch for a long time until one day I found a maggot in it, and then Mom <laughs> never bought it again. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe cookie crisp. I would probably eat cookie crisp. So these just pairings have to be cookie. things that we actually would have had at our house, or they could just be any, no, any, any anything. anything. Back, okay, just, I'm going I with, answered with I'm this going, realistic with, answer. Okay, I'm going with and milk and cereal. I'm going with goldfish from the massive milk carton that they would come in. Like that hmm. huge Costco oh, yeah, goldfish. Yeah. It's just a giant milk carton. Milk they were, carton. Well, of, I already have my next one. Make these 10,000 10, goldfish in there. I have my, my next answer. Okay. Next All right. So the next show, this one was also on reruns, but again, we were a little bit older. I was already really locked into Night Court. Roseanne okay. is often a after school show. It's true. I re- okay. 100%. Do you remember this snack? Mini pretzels. Dip straight into the container. Cream cheese. Cream cheese. Cream cheese. Yeah. I, I remember the moment I just did that. I was like. And, and that was a snack. And that was a that snack. It would have been pretzels. Di- and you just and take the whole like tub of cream. You'd feel like the salt and everything. It was such a, it was such a snack of desperation. But mom would look at it and be like, that's a great idea. Yes. Mom was so supportive protein. of our snacks. So she'd be like, good job getting some protein in. Yeah. Um, some- Oh, I forgot about that. That was a real snack of desperation. <laughs> what? Yeah, feel... To me, watching Roseanne was a show of desperation. That's true. They were like, oh, I really want to watch TV. There's nothing else on. And it's not because it's always not a little great depressing. show. It's just that... As a seven-year-old, you don't... <laughs> yeah, it's just exactly. like always a little depressing. But I missed the snack that you just said because it cut out for me, at least. No, Is it cut out? saying it's a snack of desperation. No. Oh, that one. I thought you said another snack. The pretzels and cream cheese. Oh, okay. I would... I. I had this a very desperate snack too, which was really like kind of slim pickings. Was like those little mini bags of barbecue chips, but they were too spicy for me. The 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 Humpty Dumpty barbecue wasn't Humpty like Dumpties a mesquite. Were a legit barbecue. But, it wasn't but, a right. Sweet it wasn't a no, sweet was... mesquite barbecue. It no, was you had to keep eating them, or or the burn would so take over. I, I would combo the mini pretzels with the Humpty Dumpty barbecue, so I could keep I eating them because my mouth was burned. Snack. Amazing. Yeah. Um, that's, that's desperation. Great. So that's that that's great. mesquite with Roseanne. I think mesquite goes well. I mean, sorry, that's barbecue chips. Barbecue Humpty Dumpty. Barbecue Humpty Dumpty. Oh yeah, Humpty yeah. Dumpty chips are, are Canadian for sure. No, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. Canadian. And it was just it was one of those '80s bags. There's like a silver bag and just like a little potato with a smiley face sitting on a wall, and that yeah. was the whole design. Because right. the chips spoke for themselves. Okay, now this one is easy was, for me. This one's no, very. I was easy. a little bit older. But it's a masterpiece. Um, and I love this show because I was the same age as the characters of this show while it was happening. And that is Boy Meets World. That is okay, so epic. Boy Meets World, I would only ever want to watch Upstairs in the Den because that's a cozy space to watch a cozy show. So I'm not watching Boy Meets World in the basement, which means by default, I have to eat fruit. And the only fruit I would want to eat is I would take Remember we had those wooden salad bowls, those like giant wooden bowls, and I would fill an entire wooden bowl with maybe a dozen of those, of the clementines. A dozen clementines? That's why I have like severe acid issues now. I'm no stemming back to my childhood. You're making me now rethink how little I supervise what my kids eat. And I would go with, like, I'm not kidding, a dozen of those little clementines and I would plow through every single one while watching back-to-back episodes of Boy Meets World. That to has, me, I have to watch it upstairs. Boy Meets World is deserving of cheese and crackers. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Like you, uh, but you'd you, have to watch you, it in the basement. You'd have to watch it in the basement. basement. You'd watch it in the Wait, basement. What but... cheese? What cheese are we talking about here? Oh, what crackers. Uh, yeah, like the crack- snacks. Like, you remember the handy little snacks? tiny like the ritz with some ritz. Yeah, cheddar is the only cheese we had as kids, <laughs> and then like the little tiny, like the really small no, ritz. We did have bricks of mozzarella. Yeah, those balls of mozzarella. 
Yeah. But I would not have known what to do with those. It's just cheddar and some of the little cheese. Okay. Well, see, see, it's highbrow. It's a highbrow show. So you're saying cheddar. That makes me think of handy snacks. Handy snacks were incredible because you get four little like saltine crackers. And I don't remember you having those a little home. plastic sprayer and a little oh, tub of yeah. cheese and you'd pull off the top and then you'd, there's different approaches you could take. You could do like a full dip of your, of your you cracker. You could do a sandwich. You could just do a little smear on Although top. I feel like you could sneak a baby bell upstairs. Nobody would have known. A ba- baby bell. Be careful with that wax. So, so you can have the handy though. snack or you would just put as little as possible on the crackers. And then at the end, just like eat the oh, cheese God, by itself. I not like the cheese. <laughs> but. No, but for Boy Meets World, I will shout out to Jenny Ann Hochberg, Jen- Jenny Ann Hochberg, Mike Valdez, and Danielle Kushner, who are my um, internet buddies who are very into the '90s. These are this is my '90s crew, and in tribute to them, because we have talked about this a lot with them, is I've talked about this a lot with them is. A transition away from the handy snacks, you got to look at Dunkaroos. Now, we were not allowed to have Dunkaroos. No way. We no way we had Dunkaroos. The line level but two, no. Dunkaroos, it was just tiny. It was a handy snack, but they were, you know, these geniuses were like, what if we made, instead of a cracker and cheese, where there's some protein, I guess, what if we just had cookies and frosting? And... Mm. You were really crafty. You could trade some kid at school for like a cool bag of Beasley for their Dunkaroos. Right, right. If you had something exotic. Exotic, like, like a like a good pizza flavored Beasley, you oh, could yeah. get their Dunkaroos. Oh, yeah. so that's the only time you're ever getting Dunkaroo. So Dunkaroos for Boy Meets World because my the, as my, my 90s friends love Boy Meets World and they love Dunkaroos. All right. Now let's close out the category with, I think, a universally beloved show. It was, we we saw it come on television regular TV, and then all the way through syndication, right, is The Simpsons. The Simpsons was on in the afternoon. I think The Simpsons so, actually overtook Night Court. At a so point. I... So it was on, watching, at first it was on at night, and right. then these are reruns. I associate watching Simpsons with Shy, of course, because that's the person who I would have watched it with who introduced me to it. And so it has to be, for me, a very special sna- Shy snack, which would be a marshmallow microwaved yeah, it could either just be a plain marshmallow that's been microwaved and you have to eat really, really quickly before it calcifies or his, version, marshmallow. Or his version of Rice Krispie Squares, which is like instead of making it like slowly over the stove, you just like microwave everything together and like mush it around and then eat it while it's still. I, I, I will say, Becky and I once tried to make <laughs> Rice Krispie Squares, right? It was you and me. Yeah. And um, I was like, I don't need the recipe. And I just put some Rice Krispies in a um, bowl with some marshmallows and we microwaved them. The marshmallow got to be like as huge as the entire microwave. And then when it came out, it was like all mushy. I was like, well, I guess we have to put it in the fridge to make it hard. <laughs> so we shoved it in the fridge and then all of the sugar crystallized and mom, like you couldn't, a it drill was hard, like you break a tooth. But I would now I make some killer rice krispies. I would definitely, I would definitely associate Simpsons with homemade, poorly homemade rice krispies. I don't think, I don't think and, I could beat that. And and I, well, I would say the, the only other thing I could think it would be deserving of is, and this was very exclusive, would be a microwave bag of popcorn 
Oh, right. Get your hands on a microwave. Right. If you could get your hands on a microwave, because we used to do the, like mom and dad used to make it for us on the stove or in Uh, that popper where it always burned. It was always so dry. And so burnt. Both never stuck to it, but yeah. But then we've got the bags and the bags, if you just undercook them just a little bit, they're so fluffy. Yeah. If you overcook it by three seconds, the whole thing is burnt. Yeah. The whole whole thing. thing, The bag would basically catch on fire. The Simpsons is deserving of a microwave okay. all right let's get thank you both for this walk down memory lane let's now get, let's now go to our rex and our shout outs or our shout outs and rex as we call this segment i'm going to start off with i we talked about happy days just now and that's why a little bit why this is on my mind so for years mom has been telling me about this movie lords of flatbush and this is mm-hmm. the first i think it's the first feature film to feature Sylvester Stallone and Henry Winkler. And in, I think, yeah, because it came out in 1974. 74, yeah. And it was it was written partially by Stallone, but I don't think he's the main the main writer. Um, but it just it's very short, like it's like an 80-minute movie, uh slice of life of these four yes, there's four writers. Yeah, but it's a slice of life of these four uh guys in like the t-birds like the equivalent of the Mm -hmm. t-birds uh uh they call it their athletic and social club and it just takes place over a couple of days one of them is thinking about getting married another one is uh thinking about like what they do next anyways and in some ways i guess it's incomplete like it's a very like short low budget movie but on the other hand you can really see the like incredible talent of these guys uh, particularly Stallone and Henry Winkler. And, We're only uh, a year apart. If I just can say that. And <laughs> if you yeah, look at them and, today, Henry Winkler looks like his age. And, and, Stallone looks like a mannequin of somebody frozen in time. And yeah, so it's just it about looks like a like, wax figure of Madame Tussauds. <laughs> And they they're they're just like these hoodlums and and some of it's funny, some of it's heartworking, some of it's dated. Um, but uh, considering that that's near where dad grew up, it was really kind of nice to to touch base with that movie. And that so I was very I was glad it's one of those things I didn't want to not ever watch and not get a chance to talk with mom about. And so I'm excited to talk with her about that. Can I just read you the poster, please, of this movie? The poster says, when was the last time someone gave you a hickey? Lords of Flatbush. It was 1958 when making love meant making out. So I find that I find that there's a lot happening on this poster. I find what's interesting about it is that is that it's sort of it's sort of there's moments where maybe it plays like a like a animal house, not animal house. I think it, it, but it, ha- it's a, it's a sad movie like, or not sad. It's a dark, it, it's, there, there's a lot of emotion in this movie, but I guess at the time also there was a little bit of a, like, like I could see why they played it that way because there are some sort of sex comedy ish moments in it, but it's not a comedy by any means. Interesting. And it's sense. also the seventies where they're like calling back to the late fifties where right. things were pure. Yeah. It would be, a, and you know, here, want to hear something crazy? So that's the 70s, calling back to the 50s, okay? Late 50s. This is 74 right. calling back to 58. For us, that yeah. would be calling back to 2000. Your mind just blown. 
Not even. Right now, if there's Less. a movie that comes out that calls back that far back, that's 20 years, that's 2000. That is not calling back to the 80s. No, it's not yeah. even, Shy. It's less. 58 to 74? Yeah. No, I mean, like, I'm like... Anyway, it's like so 15 I, years. That's yeah. not a lot. And then I want to shout out to 60 songs that years. explain the 90s. Uh, Brandon Jones, that's an I Told You show. It's a podcast where uh, one of the Ringer guys... Uh, whose name escapes me right now. Uh, his name is Rob. Um, Rob Harvila. Rob Harvila. Um, and uh, it, it's almost like an essay, is the way I would describe it, like a ver- like an oral essay. And I listened to the episode about REM's Night Swimming, and it was just, like, fantastic and amazing. And then, last but not least, a huge shout-out. I am very lucky. I have great friends. I have, you know, one friend that takes me to the Emmys, then the next, not even a week later, um, Josh Crew uh, took me to unbelievable tickets that were supplied to us by Matt Bilmis from the who was in the Pearl Jam fan club. Like we were essentially second row. Eddie Vedder was practically sitting in our lap for Pearl Jam in Nashville, and it was an incredible show. Right, it's just how close it's we were. It was so cool, an incredible, an incredible show, an incredible twenty-four hours in Nashville. Had the best time with Josh. So thank you, Josh. Um, there's nothing for him to complain about on that trip. I'll tell you that. Except Aww. try him. Except, well, I gotta try say this. Knowledge accepted. We did go to dinner. There was there's a lot of it's whatever. We went to dinner and in the end we just went to some bar and I ate these bar food chicken wings that it's like two and a half days later and my body is still digesting. They were amazing when I, I tasted them. Natural is hot chicken. Oh, I didn't. Like we weren't. I, we weren't focused on that. And okay. I, I. Anyways, it was a mistake. This was a. This was a like you go. This was like no, when in doubt, get the mozzarella sticks. Right. This was a. This was like when Allie goes to like a barbecue restaurant with us, and she goes, "Oh, there's sushi on the menu. I'll have that." <laughs> like that was that kind of. It was a screw up. Um. Uh. Is that it? That's all. I got. Okay. I as I told you at the beginning of the show, I've watched. The first hour of Jurassic World Dominion. That is it. I, okay. We've been unpacking. I've been honestly, I've been following it. My put my kids to bed at eight and I fall asleep by about 8 30 every night. I've been so tired. Okay. So I haven't really been watching. Um, well. I've I've dabbled in a few things. I've rewatched, like I mentioned last week, some White Lotus with mom and dad with mom, not dad. It's so good. Um, really great the second time around. Um, watch some Bad Sisters on Apple oh, Plus. Oh, I want to see that. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. I just love Sharon Horgan. So yeah, I'm I'm curious to see where it goes. But so far, all the act and Hild from Last Kingdoms in it. Mm-hmm. And um, I watched a few minutes of Bad Sisters. And isn't Maid Mom from Sex Education in it? Is she one of them? She has a mom. Oh, Maeve's mom is the main character. Yeah, Mm -hmm. is one of the main characters. She's one of the sisters. Right, Mm -hmm. exactly. The cast is great so far. It's good. I've seen two episodes. We'll see. Um, And then I've watched um, Love Life Season 2 with uh, the guy who played Chidi on The Good Place. Ooh. I really loved the Anna Kendrick season. This season, I think I've seen like four or five episodes. It's a little slower. It's good, though. I, I like the slow. Anna Kendrick season, but I didn't like it enough to like restart I, and invest in a new character. Don't, I don't think you'll like the second season then, because I okay. it's a little bit slower. Um, I think even, and so, but I'm committed. And then 
Um, I have a half hour left of do revenge, which I'm going to need you guys to watch. And we're going to have to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Like there's wait. a lot of layers that I just really feel like I need to get through. So it's right. good homework for you guys. Cause this is All a right. pop culture podcast and that's uh, the newest teen movie with oh. the girl from Riverdale who you like. I assume because you love that show, you guys. Yeah. Camila Mendez. Camila Mendez. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. awesome. And Maya Hawk, who I love oh, her. She's awesome. So yeah, the cast is oh, great. Speaking of speaking of homework shows but for people, track it. down chasing Molly. Okay. Track down. Oh chasing my gosh, Molly. I started that. that. I also started that, but we're talking about that next week. Yeah. It's a pretty funny movie. I mean, that, that's a very the, funny movie. The few opening like scenes that I've seen are really funny. It's like a Jewish Ghostbusters is the best way to describe Jewish Ghostbusters. Slash heist, con, or, con, like, con artists. Yeah, con artists. Um, but we will be talking about that next week. Uh, well, thank you. I love you both, my sisters. Love you, man. Love you, you woman. You guys are so awesome. And uh, have a great week. All right. Oh, wait, sorry. Where can people follow you? Oh, well, I don't feel like it's that important. At Paper BK <laughs> Princess on Twitter. Lily, where can people follow you? Chi K Gomez on Twitter. And people can follow me. I will respond. I'll come hang out with you in your town at this, at this rate. <laughs> um, at, at the Pancake, rate you're going. Number four table, Pancake Four Table on Twitter and Instagram. Or at Friday Night Movie for the whole show uh, on Twitter and Instagram. FridayNightMoviePod.com. Sign up for our Almost Never newsletter. And give us a review on, on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's always helpful for us. And the theme music is by What Does It Eat? And we dance our way into the... Afternoon. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye.